We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. And we just got done hanging out in the Zoom press conference with Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, and <laughs> Richard Hightower and Fred Warner and some other guys. But we're going to talk about Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo and what they had to say about Jimmy Garoppolo's thumb injury and kind of lay out what this week is going to look like for the 49ers in their quarterback situation. Let's get into it. Blue wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. trying so hard as we kind of got to the end of the season here and the Niners were making a playoff push to kind of expand our conversation outside of the scope of the 49ers quarterback situation because that was so dominant throughout the offseason and through the first you know half of the year and now we're right here going into week 17 the 49ers can clinch with a win and a Saints loss Uh, they can clinch a playoff spot by winning their final two games but a thumb injury for Jimmy Garoppolo has pulled the conversation right back to the quarterbacks. Are we sure it's a and thumb that's, injury? That's stop. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's right back. Put your tinfoil hats away. Uh, we are right back to where uh, where we were six weeks ago in terms of who should who should be starting for the 49ers on Sunday. Garoppolo has a grade three sprain in his thumb which Kyle Shanahan described as and I want to start here he described it as the ligament tore away from the bone and took a small piece of the bone with it forget playing football like if that happens to me chop it off like just get rid of the thumb that sounds awful yeah, it, it sounds tough. I mean, J- Jimmy. So Jimmy Garoppolo suffered the injury in the second quarter when he was sacked by Denitro Autry. Um, Denitro Autry. Here yeah. we go. And <laughs> easy for me to say. And um, he basically said he feels confident that he'll be able to play. And this was Wednesday afternoon, before he had tried throwing for the first time since uh since thursday's game so what kyle shanahan said is garoppolo is going to go out with trainers he's going to try throwing and then they'll see what the plan is in terms of him practicing 
I would guess I, I, I'm stick to the idea of, of sort of what we hit on earlier this week. I, so first of all, Jimmy Garoppolo does not need surgery. Kyle Shanahan said, right. Which means that he has a chance to play Sunday against Houston. Jimmy Garoppolo said the same thing. It's going to be dependent on how well he can throw this week. The 49ers are sounding like they're optimistic Jimmy Garoppolo can play, but ultimately I'm still very dubious of the idea that they will trot Jimmy Garoppolo out there, given what he did on Thursday, making those big intercept, like making those backbreaking mistakes with those interceptions. Mm -hmm. Like there's no, there, there's no body of evidence that really shows Jimmy Garoppolo plays well when he's hurt. In fact, it's just the opposite. And I know this is very different from, um, his ankle injury and all that, but like his first throw of the second half after getting treatment on the thumb at halftime was a bad interception, right? It was just, it was a right, wobbly pass. throw. It was a, yeah, it, it, it felt sort of similar to, you know, the interceptions he had in that Dolphins game in 2020 when he came back from the high ankle sprain and just couldn't push off his ankle. Like if Jimmy Garoppolo cannot throw the ball and he, and he also said he had to change his throwing mechanics because of the injury as the game wore on. So I think Jimmy Garoppolo's it's my opinion that Jimmy Garoppolo needs to be very close to hundred percent to be worth playing in this game because you invested all of these picks in trade lands. Um, and he's the number three pick like he should. And you talked about when you drafted him, that he would be, an upgrade over your previous backup quarterback situation, whether it be Nick Mullins or CJ Beathard and all that. So if Jimmy Garoppolo is not close to hundred percent, you need to be able to throw Trey Lance in there. And if you don't have confidence that you can beat the Houston Texans, one of the worst teams in the league with Trey Lance, then that's an indictment on perhaps Kyle Shanahan's plan surrounding Trey Lance throughout this entire season. Maybe sure. it's a broader indictment of Trey Lance just picking him and, and making that pick, investing all those those three first round picks in general into Trey Lance. Like mm-hmm. if he's not ready at this point in the season in late December to play a game against the Houston Texans when the rest of your roster is healthy and Elijah Mitchell is expected to play, by the way, um, yeah. which is a big deal. Like Trey Lance should be able to orchestrate a game plan where you run it 35, 40 times like that that shouldn't be a problem, right? Particularly given how talented he is. So I also think there's an element of gamesmanship here and NFL coaches are weird and and they always want to leave a trace of uncertainty for their opponent going into the, going into the game. I think Kyle Shanahan is, is leaving open the idea that Jimmy Garoppolo could play to leave the Texans sort of off balance when it comes to the way they prepare. Ultimately, I think a lot of that's just bullshit and it's overrated and coaches just love doing it because they're ultra competitive people and and every minute of their public life is about competition and, you know, like whatever, like I think that's part of it, too. Um, But, yeah, it seems like there's a reasonable chance that Jimmy Garoppolo can play. Um, I'm very dubious of how effective he would be and whether or not it's a good decision to play him, but I'm not the one making that call. And uh, and so we'll we'll have to see, but we'll know more as the week goes on. Um, there was a chance that Jimmy Garoppolo just doesn't practice today. So, um, you know, depending on how he throws. So, uh, we, so we've we seen see. we've we've seen Kyle Shanahan game plan around an injured Jimmy Garoppolo before. We saw it last year against the Rams. Remember that 
the win at Levi Stadium against the Rams where Garoppolo's average depth of target was like negative. Yeah. It was a lot of those little jet sweep push passes to Debo Samuel. Yeah, there were like screens and, and just shorter throws. Right. So I'm wondering if we see that type of game plan. Like Garoppolo can maybe spin it, you know, a few times, but you know, it, it hurts and he can't do it, you know, 30, 35 times. So can you devise a game plan where he's only throwing it beyond five yards four times? I'm sure Doing, he can. I'm sure he can. But like, is is that it's a must win game? Yeah. And you can probably beat the Texans, but you beat the Rams last year by doing it. You yeah. can very much probably beat the Texans by doing it. You don't have to start Trey Lance before you want him to before you want to. And you move on to next week. I I'm I don't it depends a lot on what Garoppolo can do when he throws. Like if he's just told if there's just nothing on his on his ball when he's throwing it, you know, more than a foot in front of him, then so be it. But and, and there's also an element too a little like, bit. There's an element too to where, you know, if if you're Kyle Shanahan and you clearly trust Jimmy Garoppolo more to win you games, particularly, you know, week 18 against the Rams or even going into the playoffs, like Mm -hmm. you risk putting Jimmy Garoppolo out there against Houston, knowing he could make the injury worse. Whereas maybe a week off might really help. And then Jimmy Garoppolo would be in a better spot for the playoffs. Like that's there, there's that element of it too. You like keeping the big picture in mind here, like what's the rest of the season look like. And so if you're trying to win playoff games and you don't believe Trey Lance can get you there, like you, you might be better off just giving Jimmy Garoppolo this week to get that thumb healthy, as healthy as it can be. And then potentially he'll feel better when you do have to play in the playoffs. Because if you say you play Jimmy Garoppolo on mm-hmm. Sunday, he gets the reps, the, the majority of reps of practice. He re-injures it. And then you throw Trey Lance in there at halftime, like that Seahawks game back early on in the season. Right. Trey Lance is going into the game without the practice reps. And then all of a sudden it's a must win game and you don't really know if you can win. And so then it, it might cost you ultimately a playoff spot. It feels like today is going to determine a lot of like, I think Kyle Shanahan will know today after Jimmy Garoppolo throws the trainers before practice, what he's doing this week for exactly the yeah. reason you just said, if yeah. Garoppolo goes out and he's just like, yeah, I can't throw it right now. Shanahan's not going to go, okay, well, we'll try again tomorrow. He's going to, all right, we're starting with Trey and Trey's going to get all the reps this week because they need to put it in game plan that's going to work. Right. You can't mess around with, yeah, you know, okay, we'll try it again Thursday and, oh, he can throw it on Friday. We'll, like, no, he's going to know by today, yeah. I think. Fred for Warner for said the reason you said. Yeah, and, and Fred Warner said something interesting in his uh, in his Zoom availability today. All the... The, the NFL mandated that all the um, the press conferences be done virtually uh, this week with with the COVID outbreaks happening around the league. So um, the, it went great. <laughs> yeah, there are some technical issues, particularly <laughs> with Kyle Shanahan. But that was that was figured out by the time Jimmy Garoppolo spoke. But um, Fred, Fred Warner said something interesting about Trey Lance and that. He's noticed that Trey Lance has gotten better in the last four weeks, sort of as Kyle Shanahan said, and and what Warner attributed that to was being more confident in, in just making throws. Like Mm 
Mm-hmm. It, it was something where Trey Lance, instead of making an aggressive throw, maybe a tight window throw, he would tuck the ball and run. And going mm-hmm. against the scout, like being going against the starting defense as as a as the scout team quarterback, Warner said that that wasn't giving the defense the best look in preparation for you know their upcoming opponents. And sure. what he's noticed over this last four weeks is you know Lance is giving them better looks because he's more willing and perhaps confident to make some of those throws. Um, so you know, it, it, and Kyle Shanahan said it I think earlier this week that that Lance has had the best month since he's been here. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I go back to early on in training camp when I thought Trey Lance was playing significantly better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, I I think that that potential and, and just the idea of, you know, testing Trey Lance and throwing him into a situation like could be hugely beneficial for the 49ers rather than risking Jimmy Garoppolo either aggravating the injury or, you know, throwing interceptions because we know that 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 could definitely happen when Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it, it seems like all the logic is sort of pointing to just playing Trey Lance this week against Houston. But at the mm-hmm. same time, Kyle Shanahan, and, and I think this is one of the biggest, I, I don't know if it's an indictment or maybe just a, a philosophical difference that that he has from, from how I view things. And and obviously I'm not an NFL lifer like he is, but like he's very much in the camp of like, start the veteran sort of no matter what, right? Like if, Mm -hmm. if you don't, and this is an old school NFL thing, like, you know, in, in high school, like the senior, even if he isn't as good as the sophomore on varsity, like play the senior because he's a senior. Right. That, mm. that, that sort of feels like Kyle Shanahan's approach because he's very leery about trusting young guys just overall. And I do wonder right. what this season would have looked like if he wasn't so stubborn in that. Sure. Like if he was more willing to just throw the kids out in the deep end and say, you know, sw- swim your way to to uh, to the side. Right. Like mm-hmm. tread a little bit of water like that. He's been very reluctant to do that. And we've seen it throughout the roster. And I do wonder how much that has impacted things um, either way, like for the better or for the worse, right? Because we've seen some players since Kyle Shanahan came in, like George Kittle is probably, and Fred Warner, like their two best player, two of their best players, guys who came in and had big roles from the jump. Mm-hmm. And like, do you need to be an elite guy at your position as a rookie for Kyle Shanahan to be willing to play you? Like that, that's... You know, and Trey Lance is number three pick, so he should be in in sort of that similar conversation. But um, it's just an in- interesting philosophical thing with Kyle Shanahan, and and obviously he's forgotten more about football than I know. So I'm not trying to sit here and say I'm smarter than Kyle Shanahan. But if you look at the season and what the strong points and weak points of this 49ers team are, you can look at the way he's handled rookies and ask the question: like, you know, is is his plan for Trey Lance the best one? we don't know yet because we haven't seen Trey Lance and the 49ers are, you know, wild card team right now. They're not exactly lighting it up in part because of Jimmy Garoppolo's inconsistencies this season. And then the same can be said about the cornerback situation. Like that's, that's clearly an Achilles heel for the roster. The 49ers have rookies, but they just until recently have been unwilling to play them for the most part. And one of their, one of their stated, one of their stated reasons for drafting Lance was to insulate themselves from a Jimmy Garoppolo injury. Like that was the whole point is when he gets hurt, you don't have to play him hurt 
because you have a better backup right. who can go win games. Right. At least that was their state. Maybe they were, that's total BS and that's fine, but that was their stated goal this off season. It wasn't all of it, but it was definitely a significant part. It, 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 right. And so unless you've made the wrong pick and Trey Lance isn't good, what I don't think there should be a question that he plays. Right. Like if this was week eight, I legitimately don't think it would even be a question. Yeah. But they need these next two games and all right, well, let's see if Jim, like I just there's we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo at 100 percent be bad, but we've also seen him, like you said earlier, play poorly when he's hurt. And I just don't know what the justification would be unless he's a hunt like he's totally fine and it's just a pain tolerance thing and you can shoot him up and he's good. Um, I don't know why you would force the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. The 49ers need to win. They need to win at least their next game against the Texans at Levi Stadium. And there should be a sold-out crowd at Levi Stadium. That place should be rocking. And you're going to want to be there. Okay, so maybe you don't have tickets. Well, there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find 49ers tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. So what TickPick did is they got rid of those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge that make it so like, hey, you found this awesome price for seats and then you go to checkout, da-da-da, and then by the end, you're paying way more than you were expecting to pay. Yeah, that doesn't happen with TickPick. If you see a seat for X dollars, that ticket is going to cost you X dollars uh, the whole way through. So it, that allows them to guarantee the best prices on all their NFL tickets. And if you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in purchase price. So this is a part where I'm supposed to talk about like a personal experience or whatever. Here's here's the deal, man. If you're debating whether or not to go to a 49ers game this year, this is the game you have to go to against Houston. It's their last home game of the year. Even if they make the postseason, their odds are very slim to get a home playoff game. And they need to beat Houston. This is a Houston team that just beat the Chargers. Um, the 49ers may not have Jimmy Garoppolo under center, which is another reason to go. If you want to see Trey Lance in person, this very likely could be your shot to do so. And the 49ers have a ton on the line in regards to their playoff hopes. So get in the building and do so with TickPick. Visit TickPick.com slash Candlestick today to save $10 on your first order of 49ers tickets. That's TickPick.com slash Candlestick. We'll see you at the stadium. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you play Jimmy Garoppolo and it looks like that Dolphins game from last season, and he's just like clearly unable to, th- to throw the ball with accuracy, it leads to turnovers. Like Kyle Shanahan's going to look terrible. If he plays Trey Lance and Trey Lance doesn't play very well, Kyle Shanahan, it's obviously not going to reflect well on Kyle Shanahan, but it's, it's not going to be judged the same way because it's going to be Trey Lance's second career start. Right. Right. So like if Lance comes in and, and the upside is like, if, if Trey Lance comes in and the 49ers score 40 points, then Kyle Shanahan looks like a genius. Right. You know, like the, the upside just in terms of the way people view Kyle Shanahan could change drastically based on which quarterback he decides to go with and how the game goes. Do you think he's thinking about that at all? Um, like, do you, do you think when, when he's watching Garoppolo throw today, do you think there's any part of the back of his mind? That's like, all right, well, like what we talked about earlier this week, like, okay, well, if Trey plays and we don't win then it's this and, or is it just a matter of like, I mean, it's a playoff mentality around that facility now. So is it just a matter of win this week? Forget what the offseason and the next season looks like. Who's going to give us the best chance to win this week? So I don't think Kyle Shanahan cares about outside perception. I do think okay. what he cares about is perception from the locker room and, and the credibility he has to his players, because ultimately those are the ones who sure. are putting it on the line every week for him. And they need, you know, it's, it's, it's less about whether or not the fan base believes in Kyle Shanahan and, and his decision-making. He needs a locker room to believe in his decision-making. So I'm sure, you know, that they're not going to come out vocally. And, and I think the 49ers have a good enough culture inside the building to be able to withstand sort of awkward situations like this. But I'm sure there are guys in the, in the locker room who, who have differing opinions about this. Right. Like, I'm sure there are guys who would say, man, we saw Jimmy throw those interceptions in Tennessee. Like, if he's not 100 percent, like we should go with Trey. Like Trey's been practicing better. recently, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure there are also guys who say, you know, Jimmy's our leader. Jimmy's been been through the wars with us. Like, let's give Jimmy another shot, even if he's not 100 percent. Like, I'm sure it's split. And Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan is cognizant of that and cognizant of how he handles the situation relative to how the locker room views him. And that's ultimately the most important thing. But what's interesting about that is there are parallels, right? Like the perception in the locker room and the decision-making is the same as the fan base and like, and like what we talk about. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Kyle Shanahan doesn't care what the fans are saying or what talk radio is saying or what we're saying on this podcast. But similar things are being said in the locker room, and those guys are going to war with Kyle Shanahan, and that's mm-hmm. that actually matters. So the conversations right. are the same, but just who's having it is what makes it important and what doesn't, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. 
And that's, I mean, and I guess that's too, like, that's another reason I think that any decision they're going to make on this is going to be made by today. Yeah. Cause you need like, like if, they need to know <laughs> you can't be, if you've been so unwilling to split reps at practice throughout the entire season, mm-hmm. like you need to go into this week with that same, that same idea in your head, right. because yep. Like, oh, Jimmy's a little bit hurt, so we'll give him 10 reps instead of 20 and trade 10. It's like, okay, now you're going yeah. into a must-win game and, and whoever's starting at quarterback got half the reps that they would normally get. Right. So you I run think, into the issue that that every team has when they try and run two quarterbacks. Yeah, I, so yeah, I, part. I, I completely agree with you. I think Kyle Shanahan and, and the 49ers are going to know who's starting at quarterback by the time this podcast comes out, like by the end of Wednesday's practice. Yeah. Um, but we're probably not going to know until, you know, maybe he says something on Friday. Um, I would right. think it's it, he'll probably say Jimmy will be a game time decision or whatever. And then Saturday right. night, Adam Schefter will tweet out, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever Jimmy uh, Adam Schefter will tweet out who the starting quarterback is going to be Saturday night. That's that's yeah. my prediction. Dealing with a thumb injury is expected to play or is not expected to play. Right. Yeah. Uh, real quick, we're recording this Wednesday afternoon. I'm taking some time off from from work, and so we're recording this a little earlier, which means we got mid pod breaking news. Did we? Mark and Zacha back. Your thoughts? Oh, the Niners brought the Zacha back. Yeah, Mark and Zacha back. Uh, Tyler Bray, the quarterback, and then Colby Wadman, the punter, um, who they brought in in the event that Mitch Wisnowski is not off the COVID nineteen list by Sunday. Well. Mark Insacha was one of the 49ers best special teams. Dude, the fact that he's been ago. available this whole time and they're just now like, let's bring him back is insane to me. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> They've been it's, terrible. It's been a bad season for Niners special teams. It's been a bad season. I It, it probably can't <laughs> hurt. Right. Like they, he was one of their better, better guys. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that that's important news. I mean, Germany's own. He he was like yeah. leading. What was it? I think 2019. He was he was among the leaders in special teams Pro Bowl vote votes right. because right. people in Germany, where he was born, were trying to uh, were trying to get him in. Yeah, but you remember in 2019, like he had, I think he had a blocked punt and then like an interception. He was playing. He cause... had an interception in Week One, I think, against Jameis Winston yeah. because Quan Alexander got ejected for going helmet to helmet. Right, right, yeah. On on Jameis, yeah, yeah. Early on in that game, I remember that. Yeah, so it interesting. I mean, it's it's kind of full circle, but yeah, if he's good, and like it would you know, legitimately be a huge help. It would be a huge help, but also be to your point, like why why hasn't he been on this team? Yeah, because they they don't um, have like special teams like demons like they like it feels like they usually do. It's interesting that Richard Hightower brought up Colby Wadman, but not Mark and Zacha. Yeah. Your thoughts. <laughs> I'm just going to start doing that. The 49ers just throwing out a worst, statement and saying your thoughts. The, the last time uh, before this one, when the 49ers made their special teams coach available every week, I believe was Thomas McGahee in 2015. Sure. That was not a good season for Mm-mm. Niners special teams that year. Um, they they make Richard Hightower available every week this year for the first time, and it hasn't been a good 
season for special teams this season. So you're blaming 49ers PR. No, I'm just pointing out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm pointing out the, the, I mean, it's kind of an odd thing because it's not something that like, I I think ultimately that they want to give Hightower a platform to just sort of speak and show that he, you know, knows things and and coaches really value that. Like, cause everybody's, Mm -hmm. you know, looking for, opportunities to build the resume and stuff like that and having a media presence can can be part of that so i understand why they do it um but yeah it's like very like today i think he was asked two or three questions and a lot of times it's like all right well Mm. we don't we don't have a ton for a high tower this week you know like i don't know if this is super necessary to to trot them out maybe like once a month why does the games are especially bad right like why here's a the question should be like why does every kickoff get returned to the 40 like <laughs> why is your special teams unit giving the opposition 20 free yards on every kickoff like that's a that, that's a i don't know why you'd subject that guy to that right I, I anyways agree. but as a, as a media member you want you know if if somebody is not doing their job well you always want or appreciate when that person is willing to speak and answer those types sure. of questions. Yeah. Because a lot of guys, and I'm not going to name names, but people who screw up will avoid the media. Right. And then it's like, all right. So right. not not a ton of accountability there, but anyway. This is a pro Richard Hightower podcast. <laughs> yeah, sure. I like that. Yeah, he's saying. a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. Really nice guy. It's been a bad season for Niners special teams, but Hightower is a nice guy. One one quick uh, one other injury thing for this week that that you mentioned, Kyle Shanahan said Elijah Mitchell will be limited in practice. It's the first time he's practiced since week thirteen, and so he's trending toward playing after dealing with a knee injury. And the 49ers need him because I think that if you're getting, I think if you're getting eighteen or twenty carries from him. And then getting 12 to 15 from Jeff Wilson Jr. That to me is like the ideal division of carries. I don't think you can keep running Elijah Mitchell 27 times a game. No, I agree. That's just and, not. And now they have an effective number two back. Yeah. And no matter who plays quarter, or, who, no matter who plays quarterback on Sunday, as I stumble over myself, they're going to need to have a game plan that tries to get to 40. 40 runs and you're obviously not going to run Elijah Mitchell 40 times his right his season high has been 27 which he had in back-to-back weeks against the Rams in Minnesota which were two games that they hit that that 40 run total mm-hmm. so yeah if you can get Mitchell 20 carries and then Jeff Wilson another 10 to 15 you know then you can find five or six for Debo Samuel and you know maybe five or six more for Trey Lance um sure. if Lance is playing so yeah like that's Elijah Mitchell, I mean, I'm I'm really impressed with just the type of running back he's become. I know he's been dealing yeah. with a lot of injuries, but just like the speed he runs with, the power, like the Niners offense with Elijah Mitchell complementing, you know, Debo Samuel and George Kittle and everybody else. It's like, man, they they can be a real pain in the ass to defend. And honestly, yeah. like, I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about jimmy garoppolo playing but i would feel a lot better about trey lance playing knowing you had elijah mitchell yeah if he gets more than eight carries 
Yeah. I, <laughs> That's how many Elijah Mitchell had in week five. When yeah, we, already talked, we already talked about that earlier this week. But um, but yeah, even if Jimmy Garoppolo plays, you want to run the ball 40 times. Yeah. So Mitchell's a big part of that. So and the, it's Texans, a lot. the Texans defense is horrendous. It's really bad. The Niners should score a lot of points regardless of who's playing quarterback. Yeah. And that'll be easier if Elijah Mitchell plays, which it looks like he's going to. Yeah. Yeah, like it it just feels like to me, and I think we can end on this, it feels yeah. like it would be a complete disaster if the 49ers came out and trotted out Jimmy Garoppolo and he didn't play well. Sure. Whereas it would feel like less of a disaster if you play Trey Lance, he doesn't play well. Like I I don't I think they win either way. Like Houston's just that bad in the 49ers. Like we we talk about this sometimes. If you were to list the 10 best players playing in this game, how far you get go before you get to a Houston Texan? I feel like the Texans probably have like a really good player who would land in the top five. I just don't know who it is. Maybe Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Like is Maybe. Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I guess, I guess you, you might take Brandon Cooks over like Brandon Ayuk at this point, but definitely not Debo. No. I think at least five, maybe six. Right. So, like, regardless of who's playing quarterback, the Niners are just a superior but, a superior team. But this is also a Texans team that punched the Chargers in the mouth last week. Right. After the Chargers went blow for blow with the with the Chiefs for, for four and a half quarters. So, Brandon Cooks, 80 catches, 945 yards, five touchdowns. So, really nice season for him. Yeah. Um, we'll uh, we'll do a little bit deeper dive into the Texans in our end of week pod, which we will put out on Friday. We'll do a little bit deeper dive on the Texans, do our pick six, and hopefully have a little more insight into who's going to be starting a quarterback for the 49ers because it dramatically changes the conversation around this game. So hopefully we have a little more insight into that by by the time that pod drops on Friday. Yeah, it's, it's shaping up to be an interesting week. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo just comes out and throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns. And... Yeah, it, it just <laughs> puts everything to bed. Yeah, that'd be that. That's the least likely of every outcome. That's the least likely, in my opinion. Hey, I would agree. So, but, all, all right, right yeah, we'll that's it for us. Subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.